Secrets of the Secret Place by Bob Scourge Keys to Igniting Your Personal Time with God Chapter 1 Accepting the Great Invitation Secrets of the Secret Place Isn't it incredible that the awesome God of the universe has invited us to a breathing, growing relationship with Him? This first section of meditations directs our hearts to some of the foundational truths that will help us understand a meaningful secret place connection with the Lord. You may choose to read one chapter a week, or you may take it at your own pace. Either way, say yes to His incredible invitation. Chapter 1. The Secret of Saying Yes Chris and Dean Ann Abek were feeling overwhelmed by a looming financial challenge. In desperation, they took some time late one evening after settling their kids into bed to pray and seek the Lord's help. As they sat together on their living room couch, making their petition known to God, suddenly an audible voice began to speak. If you need help, call 911. If you need help, call 911. The voice seemed to be coming from the garage. So, they cautiously opened the door and flipped on the garage lights, not sure what they would find. Everything was in its place, except for a small toy ambulance belonging to their son that lay by itself in the center of the garage floor. Chris picked up the ambulance pushed a button next to its emergency lights, and the voice began to speak. If you need help, call 911. As they wondered aloud how the toy had activated on its own accord, suddenly the Holy Spirit seemed to nudge Chris with these words. If you need help, call 911. Psalms 91 verse 1. Going back to the scriptures, the verse had an entirely new meaning to them as they read it together. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Chris and Dean understood this incident to be God's way of directing their hearts to a renewed commitment to that secret place relationship with Him. The inference was that God would direct their steps related to their financial needs as they gave themselves to the intimacy of abiding in the presence of the Almighty. I share my friend's story with you because I'm absolutely convinced the power of heaven is unlocked on earth when we devote ourselves to the secret place of the Most High. Therefore, I have written this book with the singular purpose of stoking the embers of your personal prayer life. I pray that you will say yes in a daily, fervent pursuit of Jesus in the secret place. My earnest prayer is that with each devotional, you will gain renewed momentum and a holy fascination to pursue the greatest peril of human existence, a personal, intimate, passionate, living relationship with the glorious creator of the universe. One of the best kept secrets of our faith is the blessedness and joy of cultivating a secret life with God. Imagine the sheer delight of it even now. You're tucked away in a quiet nook. The door is shut. 
you're curled up in a comfortable position. The living word of God is laid before you. Jesus himself stands at your side. The Holy Spirit is gently washing your heart. Your love is awakened as you meditate upon the gracious words of his mouth. Your spirit is ignited and your mind is renewed. You talk to him and he talks to you in the language of intimate friendship. Ah, it doesn't get any better than this. Hell will do everything in its power to misrepresent and distort the exuberant delight of this dynamic reality. This present world system is strategically designed to squeeze out your time and energy for the secret place. The church usually focuses its best energies on getting saints busy, and there seems to be relatively few believers whose secret life with God is so vibrantly life-giving that it kindles a contagious desire in others to follow their example. I connect viscerally with the pain of countless believers who carry the conviction that the secret place is central to an overcoming life, but who struggle on a regular basis to maintain the secret place as a daily lifestyle. I know what it is like to live below what the Christian walk would be and yet feel almost powerless to change anything. I have watched myself return persistently to the sources which are no source. For example, when wanting to get revitalized from a draining day, we will look to television as though its distraction will renew us, only to be left empty for the upteenth time. Or we will attend a church service in the hope that the preacher's walk with God will infuse us with the fresh energy for the journey. But deep down, we know that sermons and teachings, although edifying, can never replace the carrying power we find when we sit at his feet and hear his word for ourselves. We don't need to add another condemning word to the berating voices we all know so well. What we need, rather, is for our eyes to be lifted to the glorious hope we already carry within. My desire is that I might share some secrets, lessons I have learned mostly by doing it wrong first, to empower you toward the goal of the upward call of God in Christ. When we learn to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we are positioning ourselves to discover the key to true kingdom fruitfulness. Reproductive power is unlocked in the shadow of the Almighty. One of the best Bible examples of this truth is found in the life of Cornelius, the first Gentile believer. Cornelius was a devout Gentile who committed himself to the secret place of prayer. His piety is described in the book of Acts as fourfold. He gave regularly to the poor. He lived a holy life. He practiced fasting. And he adhered to the secret place of prayer. It was because of those four pursuits that God filled Cornelius and his household with the Holy Spirit and made them the first fruits of 
all Gentile believers. It's as though God said, Cornelius, because of your passionate conviction for the secret place, your life is a kind of example that I can reproduce in the nations. So, I'm designating you to be the first Gentile to receive the Holy Spirit. Because I'm going to take your devotion to the secret place and export it to every nation on earth. By making Cornelius the catalyst for the redemption of the nations, God was giving a powerful endorsement to Cornelius's priority of cultivating a hidden life with God. The eruption of faithfulness from his life must have caught even him off guard. Many of you listening to this book have a call to neighborhoods, to cities, and also to nations. As you devote yourself to the secret place with God, he will birth something within you that will spread in his time to the four corners of your sphere. It's an awesome secret. The call of God burning in your breast will be uncontainable and unstoppable as you devote yourself to the fiery passion of intimate communion with the lover of your soul. Won't you join me in pressing forward into new dimensions of kingdom power and glory? The face of Christianity is changed generation after generation by those who discover the power of the secret place. I pray that with the listening to every page, you will join me in saying yes to the secret of the centuries. What is this secret? Some might ask. The secret place is the secret. Chapter 2. The Secret of the Shut Door But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6. Jesus himself spoke these blessed words. All scripture is God-breathed, but followers of Jesus always find special delight in giving particular attention to the words Jesus himself gave us. When Jesus taught on prayer, he gave primary emphasis to the secret place. In fact, the first thing he taught concerning prayer was the primacy of the secret place. In the verse following, he would teach us how to pray, but first he teaches where to pray. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6 contains a powerful secret regarding the where of prayer. But before I share it, let me ask a question. Do you struggle frequently with feeling disconnected from God? Do you strain to feel God's presence when you pray? Does he seem distant to you? Do you long to know that he is with you right now, drawing near to you? If your answer to any of these questions is yes, then I have some wonderful news for you. There is a guaranteed way to get into God's presence. There is a sure fire 100% guaranteed way to have 
an instant intimacy with the Father, and Jesus himself gave us the key. Jesus gave us this secret in the above verse when he said, Your Father who is in the secret place. Jesus is saying, Your Father is already in the secret place. He has gone ahead of you. He is waiting for you. The moment you get to the secret place, you are in the immediate presence of your Father. Jesus affirmed this truth twice in the same chapter. He says it the second time in Matthew chapter 6, verse 18. So that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Jesus says it twice for emphasis. So we know this word is absolutely certain. Our Father is in the secret place. Furthermore, Jesus gives us the key to finding this secret place. If you're wondering what you must do to place yourself in the secret place, Jesus made it clear. To get there, all you have to do is shut your door. When you enter your room and shut your door, you are in the presence of your Father. Instantly, it matters not how you feel, regardless of your soul's climate at that moment. You know with absolute confidence you have stepped into the chamber of your Father in heaven. The secret place is your portal to the throne, the place where you taste of heaven itself. Receive this word and you have gained one of the greatest secrets to intimacy with God. Because when you know you are in the immediate presence of your Father, your spirit and soul will often respond to that knowledge with heartfelt connectedness. The knowledge of this truth will set your spirit free to soar. When you build your life on the blessed intimacy of a secret place relationship with God, you are building on the rock. You are getting your foundations in order. That's not simply my opinion. That's the explicit teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. The principles Jesus gave in chapter 5 through 7 of Matthew's gospel were all given at one time. In one great sermon, Jesus said that in this sermon, he was laying forth the foundation stones of a disciple's life. Here is how he expressed it. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended. The floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, 
and it fell, and great was its fall. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Jesus' message is unmistakable. He is saying, If you will hear and do what I have taught you in this Sermon on the Mount, you will build foundations into your life that will survive the harshest storms of life. And believe me, friend, storms will most certainly come. There are some storms that have yet to hit your life. The question is, will you have the foundation in place to survive the storms? One of the most essential elements of that foundation is to have an intact secret life with God. Those who hear this word and do it will not only enjoy intimacy with the Father on a daily basis, but they will also be equipped to sustain the greatest storms, whether they originate from hell's fury or the world's destruction or the floodgates of heaven's blessings. Don't forget the secret. Shut your door. Chapter 3. The Secret of Listening When God brought the people of Israel from Egypt through the Red Sea to Mount Sinai, he appeared to the nation as a visible fire on the mountaintop and spoke to them with a thundering, audible voice. The experience was so awesome, it totally overpowered the Israelites, who asked that Moses go instead and speak to God by himself on their behalf. The psalmist described this scene with a most unusual phrase. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. Psalms chapter 81 verse 7. God viewed the convocation with his people on Mount Sinai as a secret place encounter with his people. He called them aside to a deserted mountain in order to speak with them and give them his commandments. God has always designed that the secret place be a place where he answers us and speaks to us. Sometimes he even apprehends us by thundering to us with his awesome voice. There is nothing more glorious in all of life than hearing his voice. God has already longed to have the kind of intimate relationship with his people wherein they hear his voice and respond accordingly. We close the door to our secret place so that we might shut out all distracting voices and tune our hearts to the one voice which we long to hear, the secret place of thunder. What an awesome description of the place where we come aside to be with our Lord. Something profound happened inside me the day the Lord showed me the single most important word in the entire Bible. I was on an intense study of Jesus' teachings and was suddenly struck by how often Jesus talked about the necessity of hearing. 
For example, he cried out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Matthew 13 verse 9. His words hit me like a freight train. I realized that everything in the kingdom depends upon whether or not we hear the word of God. The Holy Spirit began to extrapolate that truth for me to the breadth of the entire Bible. And suddenly I saw it. The word here is the most important word in the Bible. The most important treasures in the kingdom are predicated upon the necessity of hearing God. When the Lord gave me this truth, I wanted to underline every occurrence of the word here in my Bible. My paradigm of kingdom living was radically realigned because I was awakened to the fact that everything changes when I hear from God and act upon that word. This is the wellspring of eternal life. This is the foundation head of kingdom power and authority. This is the source of wisdom, understanding and life direction. Nothing can replace the confidence and authority that comes from hearing God. Hearing God's voice has become the singular quest of my heart, the sole pursuit that alone satisfies the great longings of my heart. For this reason, I strongly advocate for a prayer life that is comprised mostly of silence. It's a great delight to talk to God, but even more thrilling when he talks to us. I've discovered that he has more important things to say than I do. Things don't change when I talk to God. Things change when God talks to me. When I talk, nothing happens. When God talks, the universe comes into existence. So the power of prayer is found not in convincing God of my agenda, but in waiting upon him to hear his agenda. I do not mean to give the impression that hearing God's voice is my daily experience in the secret place. Far from it. Most days I come away with unfulfilled longings, unrequited initiatives, unanswered prayers, unrealized aspirations, deferred hopes, and incomplete understanding. But then along comes one of those days, you know what I mean, when heaven leans over and God speaks a word directly to the heart. He breathes upon a portion of scripture and personalizes its meaning precisely to my felt needs. Oh, what glory! That moment is worth all the knocking and seeking of the preceding days. I will endure months of silence if you will but speak one creative word from his mouth to my spirit. My role in the secret place is to listen for anything God might want to speak. If he doesn't speak to me, my time spent in silent listening is not futile or in vain. I haven't missed something or failed to connect. I've done my part. 
It is so important to me that I put myself in a posture of listening. I am convinced there have been times I have not clearly heard God's word to my heart because I have not been listening at the time he was speaking. I realize I can't tell God what to speak or when to speak it, but I can position myself in the secret place so that when he chooses to speak, I am found listening. Scripture says, Today, if you will hear his voice, Psalm 95 verse 7. So, hearing the voice of God is largely a matter of the will. We must choose to hear him. We make the choice by setting aside time to listen quietly. This hearing is a today thing that we do. It says, if, because hearing his voice is conditional, built upon the condition of quieting our hearts to listen. All of us want God to hear our prayers. But the Lord says, therefore, it happened that just as he proclaimed and they would not hear, so they called out and I would not listen. Zechariah 7 verse 13. In other words, God is saying, when I spoke, you didn't listen to me. Therefore, when you speak, I won't listen to you. The inference is that when we hear God's voice, he in turn listens to our voice. Oh, how can I speak of this wondrous secret more accurately? How can I make it more plain? Hearing God is the most cherished secret of the secret place. Do not believe your adversary's lies. He will tell you that you are unable to hear the voice of God. Nothing could be farther from the truth. God said of you, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. John 10 verse 27. You can hear the voice of God. Stop everything. Come aside. Listen and wait on him. Wait until... He longs to commune with you. When listening, it is a common experience to be bombarded with thoughts about all that must be done in our daily duties. A practical suggestion, take a notepad to the secret place and write down things to do as they interrupt your listening. Then you can put those thoughts out of mind and maintain your focus where you want it knowing that you will not forget about those details later. Be encouraged by the fact that you are not the only one who finds listening a very challenging discipline to master. The best attainments in God always come the hardest. Be prepared to make the discipline of attentive listening a lifetime pursuit that will become easier in the doing of it. Let's grow together.